millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine a year where I don't think it's safe on set anymore, Zach. <gasps> what year is that, Sandro? The year is 1939. Welcome to, oh my, hello, welcome, oldie but a goodie, oh, my name is Sandro, you, this is a big episode, we're doing the Wizard of Oz, I'm, oh my goodness, I thought I'd check out the 1939 World Fair, I'm, oh, it's just so crowded though, I'm walking around, so here's the thing, I'm stuck in time, Zach is gonna time travel back into the bodies of like one of these people, and I thought it could be pretty funny if I go, like if I come here, the 1939 New York World's Fair, and I try and find someone famous for Zach to like, go into the body of to do the episode, and I'm like, oh, there's, there's Einstein, that's kind of cool. Um, but I, I'm i honestly, I'm too scared to approach any of these people. I'm too scared to approach them. Is that, that person looks familiar? Uh, who's the, uh, oh my goodness, I just, just bumped into a man. Oh, hello there, sir. You better watch where you're going. You keep looking at all these famous people and bumping into other people. Yeah, there's so many famous people. Like, over there, there's... Churchill, what's he doing here? It's 1939, he should be doing something else. Well, uh, that's later <laughs> in the year, technically. But anyway. Uh, true. <laughs> technically true. Ah, there's lots of famous people. Oh, look, there goes Walt Disney. Ah, oh, what a character. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, um, uh, what, what's your name, sir? My name is Sandro. What's your name, sir? Oh, nice to meet you, Sandro. I'm Billy Button. Oh, that's a funny name. Billy Button. I like it. That's very... No, but Butlin, I should say. <laughs> well, never mind. That's not as funny. Oh, I was just here, uh, you know, having a look at this wonderful fair that we have here. Isn't it fantastic? It does indeed remind me of the movie Tomorrowland, which was a film that that, that the Disney company released and no one saw. Oh, I, I hadn't heard of that one. Sounds interesting, though. It's not. No, I'm Don't here, watch it. I'm here looking for inspirations for some of my fairground ideas, you know? Inspirations. Make some good rides. Oh, some rides? Why? What is it that you do, Butlin? Oh, well, I, I run a few different uh, fairground sort of things that... Uh, sort of move around in other places. But I also recently invented a new thing. You invented a new thing? Uh, a couple of years ago, yes. It's called holiday camps. Have you heard of them? Oh, no. Well, they're the holiday camps. They're just where, like, you have a bunch of houses, except they're not really houses. They're slightly smaller. We call them cabins. Right. You have a bunch of cabins, and you can, uh, you sort of stay at these cabin sites... And it's it's a bit like halfway between camping and, uh, you know, just generally living. But you'll have some on-site activities and you can go into the forests and other things. 
So it was just a, a step up from camping, as it were. A bit more luxurious, with a few rides and other things. I know that the early, like, 18th century, or 19th century, I don't fucking know which century we're in. I know, like, the the early whatever century we're in had a lot of inventions, but it kind of sounds like you've just taken the concept of a house and made it smaller and then said that that's an invention. No, 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 because I've combined my fairground expertise to add rides and other activities you can do at these places. Oh, into the houses? Yes, so it's sort of combining... Well, not in the house. That would be dangerous. That would be pretty funny, actually. I think that would be very fun. Yes. I mean, there are indoor activities, but not in the cabins themselves. I've combined my fairground expertise with that of camping and other things to create this activity that many uh, young people will enjoy for many years to come, I'm sure. Yes, this is definitely something that's going to stay around far into the future. Anyway, let's go have a look at some of these inventions. Oh my goodness, what's this Ooh, one? Look at this. Ooh, what oh, is this? It looks like some sort of time travel device. Oh my god, not a time travel device. Oh look, they're turning it on. They're turning it on. It's making big sci-fi noises that I'm ha- that I've had to download off YouTube. Oh, and, and someone dropped a plate. Oh dear. Oh my god, there's a what plate cry. Oh, and the orphans <laughs> running around. Hello, Governor. Got any dimes? Oh dear, the orphans hopped into the time machine. Oh, Orphan, don't get into the time machine. Orphan, ever since that orphan killed someone, he's really been trying to get it. Oh my god, the orphan's been replaced by... Is that... Is that Valaris from Twitch? Hello? How did I get here? Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry. You're, You're back in 1939. Time's gone crazy. Kind of crazy that you would end up here... Uh, when I'm here as well to do a podcast, that's kind of funny. What's the chances of that? What are the chances? That's so strange. Yeah, that's very strange. It appears the time machine is on fire. Oh, that, wait, is the orphan stuck in time? Uh, it's possible. I'm sure he'll show up at some point. Oh, no, is the orphan going to come back as a cyborg killer, like, <laughs> like Cable or something? Is that, is that what's going to happen? That would be very cool. Yes, I agree. That would be anyway, very I'm, funny. Anyway, I'm starting to feel a bit strange. Oh, my <laughs> God, it strays faces off. Whoa. <laughs> strange faces? Is that the new season of Stranger Things? Stranger faces? Probably. Oh, how's it going? Oh, hey, Val. What are you doing here? <laughs> Traveling through time. And uh, here I am. Oh, wow. That's convenient. <laughs> hey, this is a strange question, but have you recently watched The Wizard of Oz? Well, you won't believe it, but yes, I have. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Isn't that convenient? Wow, that's so convenient because we're going to be reviewing The Wizard of Oz. Excellent. Well, that is that is pretty good timing then, I must say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, excellent yeah, let's, let's find a, a quiet, uh, you know, room where we can record out of this big fairground. Yes. Uh, here's a window. I'm going to break it with my arm. <laughs> it sounded like a plate. Let's get into it did, this. It did sound like that plate earlier that smashed. It's so weird. <laughs> yep. Yep. Why is there a monkey over there? Uh, anyway, um... <laughs> This is going to make editing so annoying. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah, you're, you, you named the monkey there. I didn't do that. You're going to have to put that sound effect in. I've got to rush this episode out because I'm going to Sydney soon. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow, now that we're in this nice, quiet house, it's time to review The Wizard of Oz. Woo, woo. Um, now, uh, Zach, usually we do non-spoilers and, and then spoilers, but honestly, if you haven't seen The Wizard of Oz, uh, what, how, and go watch it. <laughs> what are you doing? 
get, stop now. Stop right now. Whatever you're doing, I don't care how dangerous it is. Just, just stop that. Go, go watch, go watch The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. It's a must. Yeah, it's really good. It's a movie that, like, I feel like it's one of those rare ones where everyone's always like, this is one of the movies that you've got to watch. But it's not wanky. It's it's not a <laughs> wanky film movie like Citizen Kane. It's one that you actually <laughs> probably should watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a great film. It's a great film. And we're going to be talking all about it in great detail with spoilers. Uh... So I guess we'll do a, like, spoilers after this. If you want to, if you have never seen The Wizard of Oz, I recommend go watching it. Otherwise, we're just going to do spoilers, I guess. And uh, it's worth catching up now because coming up next year is Ariana Grande in Wicked or whatever they're making. <laughs> so uh, it's a good time to catch up on Wizard of Oz, yeah, I guess. that's fair. That's fair. Um, and I suppose we're going to uh, dive into the juicier details of this movie after the we review it. Yeah, I think we should review the movie and then talk about whether or not we should actually like this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's the problem, right? I don't want to ruin my uh, my views of the movie just yet, you know? Exactly. Um, but let's kick it off. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers with The Wizard of Oz Val. Uh, you are a big fan of this movie. When was the first time you saw it? How many times have you seen it, do you think? And oh, how much do you like the movie? Oh, boy. That's a, that, that is a loaded question. <laughs> 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 um, it's one of those movies that was like my entire childhood for the most part. So that's kind of like why I grew up loving it so much. I've also seen like the, the play for it. Not Wicked, but the, like The Wizard of Oz I've seen, um, like, on stage performed as well, cried when I didn't get to meet the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it was just kind of one of those movies that you watch so often as a kid that, you know, you you just love it growing up. And until the other day, I hadn't watched it in years. It's been so long since I had last seen it that I had forgotten so many, like, minor details about it. But, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It is one of those movies that it felt like it was always on TV. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and it's like the the best TV film of all time, you know? It's a good one. And I think also, yeah, because I saw this on TV a bunch. I think also, like, that's why I always thought that this movie was, like, three hours long, but it's not. Yeah. I think it was just, like, two and a half hours with ads when you watched it on TV. So that's Yeah, why yeah, I- that makes sense. Yeah, with ad breaks, yeah. I thought so, too. There's also like a lot packed in here. Yeah, it's a it's surprisingly concise. I, I I also had not like thinking it was three hours, but I thought it was longer. Yeah, the whole like getting the gang together and getting there, it all felt very brisk. So I was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, Zach, uh, when was the first time you saw this one? Were you but a child? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was a buttered child. I had recently. Oh. <laughs> Oh my. Delicious. But I have viewed this in theatre as well. Ooh. Uh, oh. A school play production. Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was pretty fun at the time. I don't remember it very much, but uh, I remember I was engaged. I think it was a little bit like silly. They did like a silly production of it. I, I think at the start, there, there was one joke I remember from it, which is at the start of the movie... 
Dorothy had like a cup of water or something, or like everyone had a cup of water, and then the Wicked Witch showed up, and, and they kept threatening to pour the water on the Wicked Witch at the start of the thing, and the Wicked Witch was like, no, 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 no you have to wait, you have to wait. That sounds silly. That's pretty funny, actually. I was, it, I like it was pretty silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very tongue in cheek. Anyway, um, but I have seen this movie before, once before. Otherwise, I've watched like. Was there a different film? Uh, they made a remake of this or something? There's a bunch of different ones. There's like a sequel that's like a horror sequel. There's the one with James Franco that looks like an origin story. Yeah, I think I've seen some other weird things that I don't remember. Oh, maybe it's the Muppets version. <laughs> maybe you saw the Muppets version. Oh my god, yeah, I've definitely seen the Muppet version. That's the worst Muppet movie, but <laughs> it is. they did make one. Oh my god, I remember this film. Yeah. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, this film was wild. It's, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's the Muppets, but it's, but it's the Wizard of... Is Kermit the Wizard? I don't even remember. I don't know. <laughs> no, Kermit's the, like, Scarecrow, I think. Oh. Uh. But yeah, this film's pretty good. I like this film. It's a fun film. Uh, my views have been slightly skewed. Mm-hmm. view to you know prior knowledge of the production mm. but i also picked up things from this movie that i didn't remember which was really cool like the fact that toto's gonna die at the end <laughs> because because here's the thing right the 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 wicked witch that lady she's just gonna come back for the dog right the reason dorothy ran away was to protect toto but she's back right so the old lady's just going to come back and grab the dog and put her down. <laughs> that, was, they- that was something I didn't remember as a child. Oh, oh you meant, yeah, 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 like, what's her name on the bike is going to come back. Yeah, I interpreted that as that she died. You can interpret that as, as, as you will. I will, I will, <laughs> because I will protect Toto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I interpreted it as, oh, wait, Toto's still going to die. Oh, shit. I mean, oof. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. This film is surprisingly dark. That's one thing I picked up on it was, like, the overall, I guess, the lesson of the movie. It's uh, not good, actually. Kind of mm. kind of <laughs> bad. Kind of don't like the lesson that this movie has to tell little kids. Yeah. It probably wouldn't happen. Toto is probably fine. But, like, that's something you could interpret out of the film that I did not pick up as a child. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God. Poor Toto. Because <laughs> she's, never, she's never brought up again in the final scene. Yeah, yeah. She isn't brought up at the end there where they have the big conclusion yeah. of, oh, all the people that she met along the way. Wow, they were actually the people at the start of the film. That's crazy. Well, okay, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. And I want to talk about the law of Oz in a second. But mm. the start of the movie, it's all in sepia. She's meeting all the people on her farm. And those people are then in Oz playing, um, you know, different characters um aside from uncle henry does dorothy just not like her uncle and just did not include him in the dream that's a good point because uncle henry's nowhere to be seen oh my god maybe maybe that that the whole thing with that is that he's absent from her life you see in my wizard of oz it's a dark gritty take (laughs) where where a girl gets knocked out dreams for a bit and then a dog gets put down oh that's (laughs) awful that's that's my version of wizard of oz (laughs) no (laughs) 
protect Toto. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and or alternatively, the, the instead of the the dog being put down, the lady across the street dies in a tornado. Well, you know? I mean, she is the only one to like be at the start of the movie to die in the dream and then to not show up again. Yeah, yeah, that's so- it. Maybe, maybe she did die. So yeah, she gets crushed by a house. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's my gritty realistic. That just, I mean, I mean, uh, Glinda did threaten her with that in their, their first meeting when she says, um, be gone before someone drops a house on you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot at the start which is like foretold, like or the uh, the farmhand. It's like, oh, you, ne- you need to have more courage, girl, you know? Yeah. That sort of thing, which I didn't pick up on as a kid. Me neither. As a kid, obviously, I got the whole, like, oh, hey, look, all the people on the farm look just like the people in her dreams. Wow. Which is cool, but here's the thing, though, and this is what I want to bring up. The Wizard of Oz is just one story in a long... Like, if we're talking about the books, there's a whole bunch of them. The World of Oz continues. It's kind of like Narnia. But is it only her dream? Mm. Is it only her dream? Or is it an actual world and then she's put in the world? But then why does everything mirror what's happening in her world? What's going on? What are the rules? Well, in my gritty realistic <laughs> oh, oh, no. No. version, it's, yeah, it's a hallucination because she gets, you know, smacked at the back of the head with a pane of glass, you know? No, definitely. Like, that is what this movie is trying to say. But also, why then is there Wicked? Mm. Why is there Oz the Great and Powerful? Why is there a sequel to this in the 80s? 80s that's mm, just horrifying it's true i don't know i don't know i don't understand <laughs> the other interpretation is yeah it's just sort of like a mirror world of our world Ooh. yeah i was thinking that like while watching it i was like is every character in oz everyone who exists in the world also exists in oz yeah and dorothy has just happened to cross the bridge we're thinking way too... <laughs> yeah, Val, Val way what too are your much. thoughts on the situation here? What's your interpretation of this dark, gritty film? <laughs> I interpreted it pretty much as it showed it, that, like, it was a dream, that she got hit in the head by the window and dreamed it all, like, until, until she woke up again. But I've also never really thought about like into more detail that there are the other books in that and that the world is much bigger than what we see in this one film so it's very much an alice in wonderland situation like yeah yeah did alice fall down a rabbit hole and then just hallucinate for like five hours no the author got high and then just wrote stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's what happened there (laughs) uh Well, slap me with a feather and call me Miss Nelly. It's me, Sally McSeller, and I've got a new ad for you today. Why? Patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod is the only place where you can get bonus and ad-free episodes from the two podcast hosts you're listening to right now. But here's the thing. I'm very scared of Deadites, and I don't want to go see Evil Dead Rise yet, but I want to listen to their bonus episode. I need a clip to convince me. Here we go. I, I would have liked a bit more silliness, and here's how I'd do it. I'd have, like, someone someone gets murdered by, like, a rubber duck or something, you know, and it's like, holy shit. 
that guy got fucking murdered by a rubber duck. You know, that's, something like that. That's you know? very Evil Dead. That's the most Evil Dead thing I think anyone's ever said. Someone yeah, murdered exactly. by a rubber duck. I thought that was going to happen, you know? Oh, well, guess I'm going out to the cinemas and guess I'm going to be scared shitless, or should I say bloodless, because I'm going to go see Evil Dead Rise and then go to patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod, spend $5 and get access to all their bonus episodes, including that one. Wow, that's so wild. Anyway, where's that feather? Someone needs to call me Miss Nelly. That moment, though, because, like, the whole m- movie is in sepia for, like, 15 minutes? Yeah. And it's kind of boring at the start. You're kind of like, ah, oh, well, you know, mm. I'm, just, I'm just here to get to the thing. But that, that moment when she does go through the door and suddenly everything's in colour. Oh, wow. it's good. It's still good. Wow. It's still good. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. I was thinking right at the start of the film, I was like, wow, it's interesting how some movies look older than others. Mm. Yeah. You know, with that sort of uh, colourless look that it had, it looks way older than when you put it in colour. And then it went into colour and I was like, whoa, this is striking. <laughs> I was like, I forgot colour is a thing. And then it's just there and I was like, holy crap, that's incredible. Everything's so vibrant. Yeah, it's so, it's so, like, everything, uh, aside from maybe Emerald City, which looks a bit like the Fortress of Solitude, I wouldn't want to live there personally, it, but- It's awesome. <laughs> everything in- I would live there. <laughs> everything in Oz just looks amazing. Like, the costume, we'll, we'll talk about uh, what the actors actually had to go through for this to be pulled off, but it does look incredible. Like, you can tell why this is considered to be- one of the best films of all time because, it, you know, it looks amazing. Mm. Imagine seeing this film when it came out and having the, like, the switch between colour and non-colour sort of thing happen where you're expecting it to just be a, a black and white film and then suddenly, BAM! Colour on screen. That would have been incredible. I mean, I probably would have been in my head thinking about how the war is just, just about to start. But also you I would have been like, wow, this looks amazing. <laughs> You're a child. You don't even understand the concept of war. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but like some people, this would have been their first coloured film as well. Probably. I mean, Robin Hood was the big one, but also I, I, I think this one did better. Like, around that time, colour was just being introduced. So it's it's quite possible that a lot of people went to this as their first coloured film. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that would have blown my mind as, as a child. I would have been like, holy shit, the power of technology. I, I felt it through the eons. I was like, whoa, yeah. this is really cool. Because even today, it was a cool transition, you know? Yeah. The release of this movie is very interesting. It's obviously, you know, incredibly expensive. It was the most expensive movie at the time, I think, or at least it was for MGM. But it didn't really make a profit. It was, like, popular. But then, uh, you know, after, like, September, people were kind of preoccupied with other stuff that was going on. So... It was popular, but it wasn't as popular as it could have been. I think it was re-released in the late 40s after um, that thing that everyone else was kind of dealing with uh, was no longer really an issue. And then it went crazy once they put it on TV as well. Like, that's a big part of it was Mm. when it was put on TV in the 50s. So, apparently it's the most watched movie in movie history. Wow. Like, they've done some numbers on it and... 
pretty much everyone has seen this film, which is amazing. So I guess, yeah, non-spoilers make sense. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense to skip that. Ah, uh, but it's also a bloody musical. The movie's got music in it. Val, what's your favorite song? Oh my, that's that's also a loaded question. Um, I mean, I I guess it would probably have to be somewhere over the rainbow because mm. it's just yep. it's just you know it, the movie kicks off with that, and it's just a really nice like scene in general that she's just kind of hanging out with Toto and singing, and it's just I don't know, it's just really nice. Like the other ones when you've also got. You know, the Tin Man Scarecrow and Cowardly Lion there as well are really nice. But just that I think it, it starts off with that is just so, so lovely. But that would be mine. What about yours? My favorite song was the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild. We represent <laughs> the Lollipop fun. Guild. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. No, I just, I just remember that one for some reason. That one stuck in my head throughout time. I actually like the uh, the Yellow Brick Road. Because I like how they start skipping away, you know, whenever they do the, uh, the follow the yellow brick road, they start doing that little skip. Yeah. I like it. It feels like it's start of the adventure from that moment. Yes. And then, and then they meet up with a person, they, they do their whole song and then they do follow the yellow brick road. Yes. Follow the yellow brick road. Or, like, we're off to see the, the wizard, one of the two. Yeah, and then we're off to see the wizard, yeah. Which I quite like. I think I I think I, I actually like the character introduction songs. They might be my favourite. Mm. Like, if I only had a brain or heart or nerve. Like, those are just like, ooh, they're very fun. But also, every song in this movie is kind of good. Some of the Munchkin stuff isn't. <laughs> I like the Lollipop Guild, but there's some of them where I'm like, what is any of this? <laughs> Uh. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's also potentially real life things uh, getting in the way of my enjoyment of some of that sequence. But anyway, mm. there was a song, I think they were meant, yeah, they were meant to sing the Jitterbug oh. at some point in this movie, but it was cut. Really? <laughs> wow. Which is very funny. Yeah, yeah, that's a very different tune to this whole film. Yeah, I don't even know where you would... Yeah, I guess I can see why they cut it. I don't know where that would fit in the movie. Uh, they put it right at the end of the film where they're taking the dog away to die. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Dude, the jitterbug. Apparently, apparently it was when they were going to the witch's castle. So oh, okay. they've talked to the wizard, they're off to the witch's castle, and they cut it because it, the movie was too long. So they just cut it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, it is quite interesting. Um, so okay, growing up, I did not realize what the plot of this actually is. I think like when you're a kid and you're watching a movie, the pl- like you don't really pay too much attention to the overarching plot, like character motivations and stuff. You've got a simple mind. You're watching movies very simply, but this time around, you know, it's my first time watching it in quite a few years. This is just the Wicked Witch is correct what they murdered her sister she just wants (laughs) yeah she just wants justice for her sister it's fair enough it's honestly kind of fair enough (laughs) (laughs) she just wants her shoes (laughs) you're pro wicked witch i i'm kind of pro wicked witch because she's like hey you murdered my sister and you're just singing about it what the wait what the fuck (laughs) you murdered her and then took her shoes can i have those shoes back they were my sister's 
It's like honestly kind of fair enough. So, because like, like I thought that the Wicked Witch was like trying to take over Oz or something, kind of like a Narnia yeah. situation where she's like, I I want all of Narnia to be the the ice world. That's what I thought mm. it was, um, in my memory. But no, it's just they murdered her sister and she she wants the shoes back. <laughs> there, the there's whole- an implied sort of takeovering situation that's happening with this wicked witch and that she rules from this castle. Is there or is that just Glinda trying to get her way? Because I, you know what? I think Glinda is not very based. Whoa. I don't like Glinda. Whoa. Not a fan of Glinda. Don't like the good <laughs> yeah, witch. I also don't, but that's, that's I also <laughs> don't like the evil witch either. I think all witches are bad. That's my opinion. Oh my god. AWAB. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, um, you're pro evil witch and anti good witch. I'm anti all witches. You're anti all witch. What's your stance on this, Val? Or do you, well, do you not want to take a stance, which is fair enough for your Twitch career? <laughs> well, I mean, when I was younger, all I wanted to do was meet the Wicked Witch of the oh. West. So. <laughs> Like when I when I went to go see the play, I waited outside of the theater to meet her, and she couldn't do signings that day, and I stood there and cried. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess I just kind of I kind of like all of them. Like it's just it's it's really it's I think it's interesting to see like why Glinda might be good and why the Wicked Witch of the West might be bad, but um. Also, I believe there is like further into the movie when the when the witch is looking into the crystal ball, I believe she mentioned something about getting the slippers back for power. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think there's like there's like a brief line. She, once she grabs the slippers, she'll be like unstoppable or whatever. She'll have so much power. Yeah. Yeah, uh. yeah but that's kind of yeah, like as far as it goes in terms of her wanting to take over. That that power might be used for good. She might improve <laughs> infrastructure with that, you know? A lot of these houses could be picked up by tornadoes, you know? They need better foundations, that sort of thing. Maybe that's what she's she's doing. That is a good point. I also want as well to bring up that, yes, but maybe it's fair enough that the Wicked Witch wants that because this whole time Glinda's been racist towards her because of Whoa. her green face. Whoa. Glinda's just racist. Glinda's just really racist. Isn't that the whole plot of Wicked? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Anyway. Um. <laughs> uh, but uh, my opinion, of course, is that no one should have power, especially not witches. Down, down with the establishment. Down with the, <laughs> down with the establishment. Burn, burn the witches. Speaking of the power in Oz, the Wizard of Oz, he, oh man, the, the scenes where he's like playing different characters around the Emerald City, that is, ah, oh, mm-hmm. so much That's fun. very funny. Uh, that performance is great. Like the fake mustache. And you can tell, because I was like watching it, and I was like, why does the gatekeeper's mustache look like it's falling off? Is that a production error? And then I remembered that he's the <laughs> Wizard of Oz. And I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just, a, that's just a bit of detail for the audience to figure out what's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, the charlatan from earlier, yes. He's going around pretending to be all these different people. And then, of course, the actual Wizard of Oz with his big, exploding, fiery face. Yes. Which was pretty awesome. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that fire and explosions. The pyrotechnics in that place was awesome. Oh, that gave me nightmares. Oh, really? <laughs> Growing up. Yeah, it terrified me as a kid. I was so scared watching that part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the characters were also terrified. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Wizard of Oz laying down the law here. Damn. 
I think the part that, speaking of being scared, I, I remember the first time I watched this, my parents were like, now this next scene with the blue monkeys is pretty scary, so maybe if you want to <laughs> cover your eyes, you can. Um, mm. Yeah, those blue monkeys are uh, horrifying, and also potentially problematic in design. I'm, I don't know how I feel about it, but also, uh, yeah, they're, they're so, oh my goodness, that, the horrifying, horrifying little monkeys. <laughs> I do remember the scene where she's like sort of pointing and you see in the background all the, the Wicked Witch is pointing yeah. and all the monkeys are sort of flying, like there's just this swarm, an army of monkeys uh, I, I remember that scene. That one's burned into my brain. I'm like, whoa, she's got an army of flying monkeys. Yeah, it's pretty horrifying. Pretty scary. Makes me, I don't know, I, I, I wasn't that scared. I felt nothing this entire film. <laughs> I'm just, I'm dead. I'm dead. I wrote wow. down a note being whoa. like, well, why do all the munchkins look like the garbage pail kids? That's, that's, I, I'm yeah. not going to oh, go into that. Yeah. I, I I also thought of the Garbage Pail Kids when I saw them, because uh, especially the Lollipop Guild, mm. they dressed up to look like middle-aged men, which was, I found very funny. Yes. They're, you know, they're the typical British blokes sort of thing. We're from the Lollipop Guild. Don't mess with the Lollipop Guild, we'll fuck you up. You know. Why are all the tree ants vaguely Italian? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Maybe they were Italian trees, Sandro. Italian trees. Yeah, they were imported. Why are you gonna be why are you gonna be treeist, Sandro? You I know? Don't know. I don't know. But some of the, the other characters in this movie were first introduced to uh Scarecrow. Uh the Scarecrow's great. I love the Scarecrow. Val, with any of these three, like, supporting characters, the Scarecrow, the Lion, the Tin Man, did you find any of them scary when you were a kid? Scary? Um, I would probably say the Cowardly Lion, because of, like, that whole scene of, like, how it starts when, like, they're skipping through the forest and Mm. singing, and then all of a sudden he just kind of appears out of nowhere. So, like, that kind of, that kind of scared me a little bit. Not too bad, though. It was just kind of more like a when they're singing about lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. That's kind of what you're expecting to see. <laughs> mm. Otherwise, the Scarecrow and the Tin Man, no, I wouldn't say they scared me. I just felt, like, bad for them because they just wanted, you know, a brain and... <laughs> but, no, probably only the Cowardly Lion at first, but then he grew on me. I only really felt bad for the Cowardly Lion. Really? Yeah, because he gets hit, and he's like, oh, man, why the fuck did you have to hit me? Oh, yeah, you know? true. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that lion got assaulted. We should sue. <laughs> <laughs> someone should be a lawyer for this lion. I mean, someone should sue for the lion in, in general, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get to but, that later. but for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's fair. I was watching this with my partner and she had a pretty good point with the Tin Man where, like, he's crying and, like, he's rusting. Tin doesn't rust. <gasps> mm. He would have to be an Iron Man. Yeah, he's called the Tin Man, but he could be made of something different. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, is his name just a lie? <laughs> <laughs> the the costume he's wearing, it looks more like Iron, so he's probably an Iron Man, but just called the Tin Man. Exactly. I, I don't know if that was intended. Like the the actual like rusty looking tears. I don't I don't know if that was fully intended or due to what they used for his makeup. They did mention it at some point, but mm. I think the effect maybe was yeah, definitely, definitely. I loved his dance though. That part where he just does that dance. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's great. 
I liked when he did the the like Michael Jackson lean. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they're trying to catch him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have to go back and forth. That was quite funny. It's like, it is a very, like, if you're a kid, this movie is just so much fun. There's yeah. so much in here. It's thrilling. It's funny. It's just, yeah, it's excellent. Uh, definitely my favourite is the Cowardly Lion, though. He mm-hmm. was always my favourite as a kid. He's good. The actor does a great job. Uh, <laughs> again, we'll get to what he had to go through, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, they uh, they get a quest from the wizard uh, to go m- uh, murder the witch or just get the witch's broom, I think it is. Yeah, something like, he's like, it's an impossible quest and they all they will all die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a very, like obvious like that the wizard's trying to give them an impossible quest Mm -hmm. so that they don't come back yeah and so um dorothy uh you know who didn't necessarily do a murder but she's definitely liable for manslaughter uh, by killing the first witch agreed she's now gonna go do premeditated murder with a whole bunch of accomplices and they murder the wicked witch absolutely absolutely (laughs) and we get the line i didn't mean to kill her i really didn't which is not a good Argument in court. That wouldn't hold up in yeah. court, Dorothy. You're going to jail for murder. I'm anti-witch, but I'm also pro-justice. I think we should lock up this serial manslaughterer. That is what the sequel in the 80s kind of is. She goes to, like, a mental institution. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's the sequel to Wizard of Oz, Return to Oz. Wow. Maybe my dark, gritty, gritty reality was was a bit too on the nose. I knew there were other movies. I didn't realize that they were actually like sequels in that until you mentioned it today. So now I feel like I need to go see what all of this is about. <laughs> oh, it is. It's it's horrifying. So yeah, um, there's a film in the mid '80s called Return to Oz. If you like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal and stuff like that, you'll like it. Right. Uh. At the time, it completely bombed because it was too scary for kids. Yep. Like, it's actually horrifying. It's like oh. Dorothy returns to Oz. There's like a pumpkin man guy that goes with her. It's just yep. like, it's horrifying. It sounds fantastic. And then the ending of the movie, it's like, I'm the Wizard of Oz. Ha ha. It was me the whole time. I'm but a charlatan. I was here on a balloon. Yeah, I, I I love this scene because he does he does actually like try and solve all their problems. I uh, I love it. I didn't re- I don't remember that as a kid, so I was I was quite pleased. I remember the whole like reveal that he's oh he's not the wizard, and then Dorothy has to like teleport home anyway. But I forgot that he actually does solve their problems. He gives uh, the scarecrow a diploma. Yeah. So the the scarecrow's like, oh, now I'm smart. Although to be fair, earlier in the film, just at the end of the film, the scarecrow like uses the Tin Man's axe to like knock down the chandelier, which was a very smart maneuver. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's a mixture of like it's kind of like he proves to them that they are. It's like yeah, you you had the power within you this whole time, or or whatever. And he gives, like, the Tin Man a heart-shaped clock that ticks so he can Mm -hmm. hear his his heart. And I was like, ah, that's good. And then, of course, he awards the medal to the lion, which gives him courage. 
Yeah, no, he blackmails them to keep quiet about who he really is. Yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely. Um, and the, but he does actually offer a solution for Dorothy that's more than just you know diplomas and clocks and courage. He actually like has a balloon and can take her back to Kansas. Yes. Now I haven't seen Oz the Great and Powerful since it came out, but have have either of you seen that the the Wizard of Oz origin story thing? No, I don't think so. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> because in that, it is like James Franco is like, I've, I've got a balloon. Oh, no, I'm in Oz. What's going on? I'm taking over this place. I'm lying a bunch. I don't know. He's like an interesting character, and it's interesting that they decided to make a prequel based on him. Oh, I loved him. He was probably my favorite character of the movie. Obviously, the lion was my favorite companion, but he was probably my favorite character. Because even at the start of the film, where he's like this, the the charlatan, uh, like fortune teller, yeah, where he does the whole thing, where he's he's like, close your eyes, and then he searches her bag for a picture, and he's like, <laughs> oh, I see a picket fence in front of a house, and what's this? A lady wearing a polka dot dress, and oh. She's heartbroken and all that, you know. It was, I was like, ah, this is great. This is great. <laughs> I love this guy. It's great, but also the sentiment behind uh, there's no place like home I don't like. I don't Oh, like yeah, yeah. It. It's bad. It's mm-hmm. kind of bad, actually, Which where he's like, if you can't find it in your backyard, you never lost it to begin with or something. And I'm like, this fear, this doesn't, this feels bad, actually. I don't like this lesson. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I think the point of the film is like for little kids not to run away from home because they might die in a tornado. Um Yeah, it's fear-mongering. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm pro fear-mongering. I think it's yeah, like like it's that, but it's also you've got to obey the people of the land or whatever and all that stuff which i'm like don't don't like that yeah i also didn't like that because i'm also an anarchist so (laughs) i'm very torn here you know i'm down with the power and the establishment but i'm also uh pro propaganda so it's it's a little i'm a little torn here and i also don't like it's kind of funny that then how glinda shows up again and is like Haha, now that you've murdered that other witch and I've got full power here in Oz, uh, you have the power to go home all along. Haha. Wasn't there, isn't there some sort of sequel where she's now like evil and taken over or something? I mean, prob- probably all witches are bad. <laughs> yeah, all witches are bad. Uh, and then, yeah, she goes back home and everything. Um, and that's that's pretty much the whole movie. Did you have anything else? That- oh, my goodness. And then my final note is, and she sent off to a mental institution to get lobotomized. <laughs> that's a dark note that I wrote down. <laughs> Oof. Oof. But also probably would have what would have happened because it's the 20s and she's got a wild imagination. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention, Val, uh, before we rate the movie and maybe talk about the behind the scenes? Um, just on, re- just in regards to Professor Marvel there before, did you guys notice at the start how, like, it has what he does on the side of the wagon and that, that in, like, really small writing, it actually has, and also, a uh, balloon exhibitionist on the side? Oh, oh no, I didn't see that. <laughs> it's ah. written really small, but it's, it's kind of a fun little, like, hidden nod towards, you know, the end of the movie that... <laughs> I had it noticed before the other day. <laughs> wow, that's great. That's really fun. Have you ever been in a hot air balloon? No, I never have. I I don't know if I have. 
Look, I, I have a minor fear of heights, so I probably would just opt out of the sort of doing that. It's, it's, it's more a practical fear of heights that uh, <laughs> you can die from falling out of a balloon. That's a possibility. There's zero possibility if you never get in a balloon. <laughs> True. Just saying. I mean, I've just got vertigo, so I just throw up uh, nice. on all those poor sheep that were flying over. <laughs> so uh, to, to, to protect those sheep, I don't get in balloons. Mm, mm, mm. But, um, but also, I think because we live particularly in Melbourne, you usually have to book a hot air balloon like a week in advance or something. And uh, the weather always is not what you predicted a week later. So every time, <laughs> like true. my dad tried tried to book one once, and then it was like we have to cancel uh, <laughs> because it it it's not good weather. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Ah, uh, in terms of rating this though, is it an oldie or is it a goodie? What do you think, Zach? Uh, without any knowledge about what's about to occur on the podcast, <laughs> I'm going to rate this a goodie. I fully enjoyed this film. It's a fun, light-hearted film, and I, I love it. I love it. It's a great story. There's great singing, great songs, great time. Uh, there's courage, and there's heart, and there's brains. All in this film. Honestly, I'm I'm the same. If you don't know about the production of it or anything along those lines, then then a goodie, because <laughs> it is it is just fun. Um, like the singing is great and it's just, it just seems like a, like for the most part, it just feels like a really happy movie, especially if you're watching it for the first time as a kid. But yeah, it, it gets a bit rough when, um, you know what it took to make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it kind of tears you. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of friends give this like five out of five stars and stuff. I, I'm not like, yes, it's a goodie. 100% this is a goodie. Uh, mm. I think like plot wise, there's a few things that I laugh at where I'm like, but the Wicked Witch got, has got a point actually and that sort of stuff. Uh, but also, yeah, the behind the scenes, which we'll get to, does detract a little bit from the experience, uh, especially when you watch it with the knowledge and then can pick up on mm. how certain actors are acting as well, which we'll get to. But, um, yeah, like, it is a super fun movie. And it is one that I think everyone should watch because it's yeah. very fun. And if you have it as a kid, you're missing out, you know. It's a classic. Uh, but three goodies for The Wizard of Oz. Let's, it's off to see the production, I guess. I don't know. So, Oh, oh no. That, the wonderful production of Oz? Wonderful production of Oz. Um, so just like most things in this uh, post-apocalyptic media nightmare world that we, we live in, uh, this is all Walt Disney's fault. Everything's Walt Disney's fault. He made Snow White and uh, studios were like, what have we made that in live action? So it's all his fault, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, after Snow White did really well, MGM was like, oh, fantasy. Mm. So they rushed out a script of uh, the very popular Wizard of Oz. Initially, this film was a lot darker. Uh, the Tin Man was, like, meant to be a criminal or something. Ah. Who, like, did such big crimes that he was going to be put inside a tin suit forever. That was a thing. Oh. What? That they made up. So, wait, was that in the original book, or did they just make that up for this film? I think they just made that up. Well, there is also a silent movie from the 20s that's, like, based off The Wizard of Oz, and it's similar-ish to that. There's so many extra movies I had no idea even existed until today. <laughs> <laughs> I knew of, like, Wicked, and that was that was it. Yeah, well, Wicked's the big one. Yeah. There's a whole bunch, and the Muppets one is the best one. No, not true. Um, 
we'll get to the cast. Now, initially, Val, J- Judy Garland wasn't meant to be Dorothy. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I believe it, I believe she wasn't. I think I read somewhere that it was meant to be Shirley Temple, mm. I believe, to play Dorothy. I don't know how or why it ended up being Judy Garland instead, but yeah, I, I read somewhere it wasn't it wasn't originally going to be her. That's very interesting. Yeah, because like Shirley Temple is a child at this point. She's definitely under the age of thirteen, I think. In thirteen, I I don't remember, but like Judy Garland, uh, I think she was like sixteen when they made this. Some something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All the Judy Garland stuff with this movie is uh, probably the roughest. They had, they had her on many sorts of drugs for the entire film to basically make her lose weight. Mm-hmm. They also bound her chest the entire time, which is why Oof. when she's singing on set in the very few moments she does, it does not sound good. Um, her life was essentially ruined because of this movie, which is awful. Yes. Terrible. They, they treated her so badly. It's awful. So unfortunately, that takes away from it a bit as well. But then you've also got the Tin Man... Uh, now, I'm not too familiar with what they did with the Tin Man. Oh, boy. <laughs> Val, I think you more are. <laughs> yeah, it was more so what they what they used for the makeup and that. So, originally, um, the actor that played him wasn't cast to play him. Um, it was meant to be Ebsen, I believe his name is. Um, it was meant to be him. Um, and they tried covering him with tin and silvery paper and silver cloth-covered cardboard but because that didn't look as, you know, as realistic or whatever they were going for, they decided to go with white face paint that was coated in aluminium dust. Mm. But about nine days into filming, he started to experience, like, shortness of breath and, and whatnot, and they sent him to hospital where one of his lungs had failed. And Whoa. that was when they ended up hiring the actor Jack Haley to replace him. Wow. And then I believe, yeah, from there, Haley um, ended up playing as him for the rest of the movie. But I don't think Ebsen was ever actually shown in the movie because it happened prior to filming commencing, I believe. But yeah, they ended up changing the makeup to being like a a paste um, that was still with like, you know, the aluminium and whatnot, flakes in it or whatever, but it was a paste so that he wasn't breathing it in. But it was, it did still cause him, like, eye infections and that. Oh. So, yeah, he uh, he had to be covered in that, which I think is kind of what happened when he started crying and why it gave that rust <sighs> look was because, like, the tears kind of oxidizing. Is that the right word for it? With the um, with what they used. So, yeah, that was kind of <laughs> kind of what happened there. That's not that's not very good at all yeah because it's like uh, it's like a mixture of like at this point mgm was basically disney Mm. so they were like too big to really like be taken you know they refused to be like held accountable for anything that they did as a company and the producers were like just do this i don't care we will fire you if you don't which is pretty much what happened with Victor Fleming, the director, he wasn't meant to direct it, got brought in because he was like quite popular with Treasure Island and Captain's Courageous and stuff. He actually didn't even finish this movie. Gone with the Wind was also having production troubles. So he moved from The Wizard of Oz to Gone with the Wind, like near the end of The Wizard of Oz's like production, which is wild. But yeah, he, uh, he, I'm pretty sure in some interviews has said that he's not proud of how this was made, which I mean, I'm glad that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be. 
No, me neither. There was actually a few um, kind of things where like people didn't end up staying in their in their role. So originally, Ray Bolger, I hope that's how you say his name properly, was meant to be um, was meant to play the Tin Man, but he ended up trading roles with Buddy Ebsen, who was that initial Tin Man originally, and he was cast as Scarecrow. So. Bolger ended up swapping and ended up playing the square, Scarecrow instead. Huh. And then, yeah, everything else that kind of happened after that <laughs> with the, the Tin Man's makeup and whatnot. But he's not the only follower that suffered at the hands of the makeup. No. There's scenes here, there's songs. There's one in the Emerald City where the guy playing the light, he's passing out. You can yeah. tell that he's about to pass out. Like, just from his <laughs> voice, you're like... He's so close to just dropping. Yeah. So his suit was really heavy, right, Val? Yeah. Uh, I have noted down here, I think it was meant to be around 90 pounds Whoa, in weight. Gee, he, he's carrying a second person around at that stage. Yeah. That's crazy. It was apparently made from, like, real lion skin. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, just to make things even worse. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, that's why it was so heavy and very hot. And then um, apparently the lights, because of, the, obviously, the lighting that they would use on set and that, it would apparently raise the temperature to over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh. Oh, no. So it would just, everyone would just be so hot, and especially if you're carrying around 90 pounds of, uh, of a costume. On top of that, it was... Harsh, oh, terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not good at all. W- which is a shame because, like, he, yeah, like he's a great actor. Oh, absolutely. Thankfully, it seems like most of these, like the Scarecrow, Cowardly Lion, and and Tin Man, they didn't have uh, too many long-lasting problems after the production of this movie. So that's kind of good. It seems like they recovered pretty well. Uh, it's mainly just Judy Garland who was never really able to bounce back, which is which is a shame. But yeah. I'm reading, like, here, there was apparently a moment, I think it's when the Cowardly Lion's introduction scene, she just was, like, laughing the whole- I mean, of course she was. She was, like, high the entire production. Yeah. She was just, like, laughing, and then they got the entire cast and crew to just, like, get annoyed at her or something, and then the director was like, actually, I hated that I did that. Every single person in the crew gets to punch me in the face because of how ashamed I am of this. What? Wow. Just awful. Just absolutely awful. Um, She was also harassed by the Munchkins. The Munchkins, unfortunately, uh, were all acting up a lot on set and and being incredibly inappropriate to all of the cast members, but particularly Judy Garland, which is why that sequence is rough to watch now for me. Well, that's not good. Yeah. It's just a nightmare behind the scene. Oh, yeah, the Wicked Witch got burned a bunch with all the the fire effects. Oh, In in Munchkin Land, yeah. In that scene, I believe, um, I think they kept the actual um, part, the, the flame, I believe, went off. Um, before she was on the platform that she was supposed to be on to not be hurt by it. And she ended up getting a second and third degree burns on her hands and face. Jeez yeah. Louise, far out. Um, and then apparently it was later discovered that one of the key components in her makeup was copper. Yep. Which oh. made that even even worse. Yeah, yeah. Which is, um, yeah, in the, they, they kept, they, they ended up keeping the first take of it, um, which was before she got burnt, which is um, when the the red smoke apparently went a little bit too early as well. Um, but they ended up keeping that rather than the second take where her cape got caught in the platform and uh, the fire appeared. 
So everyone got hurt on set, basically. <laughs> yeah, seems seems like it. It's just, it makes you, like, I'm not, visual effects, say what you will of them, all the CGI and stuff, but uh, if it stops people from coming through this, it's it's probably kind of good, yeah, actually. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, 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 it's probably, probably good. I'd rather take some, you know, CGI than actual burning of people. Yeah. Let's CGI burn people, not real life burn people. It's just, like, it's so rough. It's like, there were no safety precautions in movies at the time. Not at all. And when you're making a movie like this that's so far removed from the real world and you need effects, yeah, it it goes to show how important having those safety precautions are. Like, for example, Zach, the snow, you know the scene where it starts snowing? Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's, I'm sure it's just regular snow and nothing, you know, poisonous or anything to people's lungs. I sure hope not anyway. Yeah, it was definitely something, it, 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 it was asbestos, they were raining what? asbestos or something like this. <laughs> yeah, I knew that one. Oh, God. I don't think they knew that that was dangerous at the time, though. No, no, no one did. That's the problem with asbestos. For a long time, it was heavily used. Yeah. By lots of things, like construction work, other things, uh, and no one uh, knew or cared to look into. There's a whole thing where, like, people who worked with it Mm -hmm. got sick, and they didn't look into it. And then people looked into it and went, oh, no, this stuff is really bad, actually. It doesn't just stop at the the poppy field, though. Apparently, because they tried to flame-proof some materials the uh wicked witch of the west burning broom was made of asbestos and i also believe that what the um when the scarecrow is like stuffing his um his shirt with more like straw asbestos as well wow in there to help keep it like yeah like flame flame proof just gets worse and worse the more you dig in honestly (laughs) so much stuff yeah, it's it's bad. It's terrible, and it's a, a real shame, because it's a great movie in the end, but do the ends justify the means, you know? Yeah. Probably not. They probably could have made this film without having the cast suffer so much. Yep. Uh, and it wasn't just the human cast members. Uh, poor Toto also got harmed and needed to go to the vet. Jesus Christ, uh, what the fuck did they do to the dog? I didn't know that. I think he was stepped on. What? I think Toto was stepped on a bunch. What the fuck? Yeah. How, how did they fuck that up? Oh my God. It, it says here that some of the witch's guards accidentally stepped on Terry, no! the actor who played the dog, and... Uh, yeah, had to go to the vet and get maybe surgery? I'm not sure. And also, you know, I was talking earlier about how the Munchkin actors didn't behave very well on set. But remember, it is also the 30s and the dog got paid more than the Munchkins. Oh my god. Jeez Louise. Thankfully, though, I was watching the scene with, like, the horse that changes colours and stuff. Oh yeah, and I was like, they definitely killed a bunch of horses for this, right? No, the horses were just co- were just covered in jello, <laughs> so that's not too bad, actually. That's fine. The horse lived. Apparently, they had to film those scenes really quick because the horses kept trying to like lick the um the jello like off them. Yeah, and it was- <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so they had to just keep keep trying to film it as as fast as possible. That's very funny. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. So apparently the jitterbug scene was cut because jitterbug is associated with alcohol. Ah. And they were like, we probably shouldn't have a song in here about getting drunk. Okay. Oh. That makes sense. That's why it was cut. Interesting, interesting. There you go. Wow. What a mess of a production. It's honestly surprising that the movie's watchable, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Not only watchable, but really good. So it's, yeah. It's crazy, too, that you wouldn't pick up on most of this without, you know, without researching, actually, what did happen. Most of it, you just kind of, you wouldn't even think anything was happening. Yeah. Yeah, I rate I rate the production of this film an oldie. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is terrible. This is... Yikes. Yeah. I am very glad we live nowadays where there are, like, you know, laws and rules and shit to stop this kind of crap happening. <laughs> you know, because, yeah, this is awful. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever wish you could go back in time to the Saturday mornings of your childhood, eating cereal and watching your favorite cartoons? Well, we don't provide the cereal, but we do have a cartoon time machine to take you to animated shows of the past, present, and future. And even just some stuff that doesn't exist, but wouldn't it be cool if it did? We're your animates, Katie and Scarlett, and we'd like to invite you to join us on our podcast, Cartoon Time Machine, releasing new episodes of Cartoon Fun Times every Sunday morning. We're two film majors who love to talk cartoons and get way too into them. So if you want to hear two adults getting way too invested in the world of Steven Universe. Or answering the age-old question of whether Sugamama would beat General Maya in a fight. We're just trying to figure out what Tom Kenny voiced in every show. Tune in to Cartoon Time Machine, part of That's Not Canon Productions. See you there. All right, uh, but let's get into some other versions of The Wizard of Oz. As I mentioned, this uh, on, isn't... On that cheery note. On that cheery note, there's a bunch of other adaptations, some silent films and stuff. Mm. Return to Oz is the big one. That's from the 80s. It's the Walt Disney one that bombed. Oz the Great and Powerful, we mentioned it earlier. Um, but there's also a bunch of TV shows. There's some TV shows. Mm. Like, for example, what? did anyone watch Emerald City? From 2017. Oh, yeah, the, love that. The Wizard of Oz TV show? No. I watched it all the time. I've watched it like five, seven times, I think, now. Really? No. I've done, no, of course not. <laughs> Good, because it was terrible. It was so bad. Yeah. I watched an episode. I'm, I think I even made Rob on, <laughs> on, on Nerd Out watch it. Oh, and we no. were like, this is awful. What is this? <laughs> It's something like, I'm Dorothy and I'm a cop, but I gotta what? go back to Emerald City to kill a wizard or something. I'm like, what the oh, hell? That going sounds on? awesome. That sounds sick as hell. You've sold me. I know Wicked the Musical, we talked about it a little bit, but I think I've seen like a recorded production of that on like TV or something. And that's where I got the idea of I think the in that one, the good witch is, you know, not as good. Mm. as thing there's the whole thing with that no spoilers obviously 
But, like, it's the whole relationship between the witches is sort of expanded on, which is pretty cool. Yes. And we are getting uh, we are getting a movie version of that <gasps> late next year. Are we? Awesome. I'm fascinated to see how Ariana Grande plays the good witch. That's going to yep. be very funny. But I really like how Jeff Goldblum is going to be the, the Wizard of Oz. Oh, that's, that's great. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially because I know... Like, vaguely, I I watched this when I was a child, but I know vaguely that sort of the Wizard of Oz is not a good person <laughs> in, in this one, which is great. I'm excited. It'll be good fun. But something that, that we're doing this year on the podcast, Val, is we are recasting and remaking the movies that we cover. So how about we go for a remake of The Wizard of Oz? And I think, honestly... This one could be needed. Mm. And um, I, because uh, I was watching this with my partner, we actually like wrote out all of <laughs> the parts that we'd recast. So I've already got a lot of options here, but I do want to know what you two think as well. Um, let's, let's remake The Wizard of Oz. Zach, what's an angle? Do you want a direct remake? What sort of angle would you like for this version of Wizard of Oz? Mm, yeah, this is this is this is definitely interesting because mm. we got a lot of avenues we could go here. Obviously, Wicked's done the 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 prequel sort of thing, so I don't want to go that direction. Mm-hmm. That's already been done. We need to do something. We could do afterwards. We could just remake the story. In a more, like, last week we did a cyberpunk version. <laughs> cyberpunk Robin Hood, yep. Yeah, which was which was pretty cool. So maybe something along those lines. Maybe we re- remake it. I don't want to say remake it, but do it in modern times. Yep. Because I'm sure that's been done. Oh, and it's all in it's all, it's all in 2D until she goes to Oz and then, and then it's in 3D. <laughs> oh, no, I hate everything. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm not sure. Val, what, what do you think? What would be a good idea for making a film, a Wizard of Oz film? So I don't know what kind of like take on it, but I feel like for some reason I can imagine uh, Ryan Reynolds playing either the Tin Man or the Scarecrow and having this <laughs> weirdly <laughs> funny twist on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I, c- I can just see it though. Absolutely. We could do this as like a comedy sort of thing. So making fun of the, the, the weird intricacies of the film. I'd like that. What about, what about, hear me out, that the characters end up time travelling back? Whoa! See what I'm doing there? See what I'm doing there? Oh, shit. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I uh, don't like time travel, actually. Not a big fan of that as a plot device. <laughs> no, I think that's a great plot device. Absolutely. Oh, do you know what? The, the, here, this this has got my neurons flying now. The wi- the land of the Wizard of Oz is either the distant future or the ancient past. It's one of those two. Ooh. Oh, so it's not an alternate dimension. It's just out. Yeah, Earth, it's not but- like an alternate yeah. dimension. It's like she's actually time traveling. Yeah. <laughs> and but we never explain if it's the distant future or the ancient past. And it's sort of hinted that it. That it's the future, like they say it's the future, but it actually looks like it might be the past and there's like a post-apocalyptic undertone. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hell yeah. So we've got this like the future city, you know, run by the Wizard of Oz. Oh, but yeah. the Wizard of Oz, he's just a computer. Oh my God, <laughs> he's a computer man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So some of the casting that I had, I love the idea of Ryan Reynolds. Uh, what we came up with was for the Scarecrow, Martin Short, and for the Tin Man, Steve Martin. Oh, I could see that. Mm. I could see that. But they're probably too old. They're probably too old to pull it off. I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. they'd be funny, but they're probably too old. Oh, Martin Short would be really great, though. I could see him as a Scarecrow. That'd be pretty fun. And we also had Mike Myers as the Lion, which is very silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? The Tin Man also should be a robot. Ooh. So you got the, the Wizard of Oz as like a computer, but the um the the Tin Man's a robot for sure. Mm. Well, there was a version uh of Tin Man in 2007. It was like a mini series with Zoe Deschanel and Alan Cumming, mm. uh, where it's like the creation of the Tin Man or something in Oz. It's oh, like this right. weird, like sci-fi TV show. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, we should incorporate lore from that one. <laughs> from that <laughs> thing that no one remembers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But for Dorothy, I wrote down Haley Steinfeld. I think she can sing. She can definitely act. She, she's great in like Bumblebee and stuff. But I don't know. There's definitely some other options out there. She's maybe too old. Anyone comes to mind for you, Val, who could play a good Dorothy? Honestly, I'm kind of stumped. I I really don't know. Mm, this is a very specific role. Yeah. Chloe Mortez? Can she sing, though? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I have no idea, actually. That's a good point. <laughs> we, we could always fix that in post, right? We could always, you know, dub over the singing, we right? Dub over. We could cast Billie Eilish. Yeah. That could be kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, Billie Eilish is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A bit more of a modern thing. Yeah. And it wouldn't be too unusual for, like, uh, a music artist to decide to do an acting role. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm. You know what? That's I, I actually, yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, her singing, her like her style of singing is very different to what I think we'd want. Yeah, but we could also have some, we could have both like some musical songs and some more like modern song sort of things. Okay. Mixed in between. That could be fun. Billie Eilish is Dorothy. Why not? Why not? Hmm. You say Ryan Reynolds for Tin Man or Scarecrow Val, but what if Ryan Reynolds was the wizard? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I'm sold. That that did not take much convincing. The wizard is usually played by like an older guy, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. But also he's like a computer, right? He's a computer simulation. <laughs> yes. Like that that's the whole reveal, right? So it's just revealed they pull back the curtain and it's just like a, a monitor. <laughs> Ignore the computer behind the curtain. He he would suit that role actually very well. Oh, absolutely. And putting on all the different costumes and stuff would be very fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Silly disguises. Uh, for Toto, uh, James Corden, obviously, uh, is going to be playing ja- uh, Toto. That's, that's the obvious pick there. Or Jared Leto in, like, his dog outfit from the Met Gala. Could be, uh, could be oh, I fun. Hate everything. <laughs> the Tin Man and Scarecrow. Do we like Martin Short and Steve Martin? Or is does, do other people come to mind, Val? I, I think I have to agree with you there. On those two, because there is no one else I can possibly think of that would suit it, I think. But for the lion, mm. what do you think for the lion, Zach? I know of an actor that's done uh, uh, musicals mm. and is slightly older now mm. um, and is from Australia. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think I'm talking about? You're thinking about Guy Sebastian or Shannon Knoll, aren't you? No, absolutely not. I want Hugh Jackman to play the lion. 
Oh, and then we got Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman in a movie together yeah. again. Yeah. It's perfect now. Yeah. We have to tell them immediately that this needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone needs to inform them. Yeah. I, I would I would agree with that. Seeing them two and especially thinking of like the scenes where the wizard and the lion would be interacting with each other, I think would be would be incredible. So I couldn't think of anyone better to. Yeah, that almost makes me want to have Ryan Reynolds as the scarecrow. Mm. Um, again, though. True, true, true. But but I'll, I'll, I think this cast is good. I think this works out. Because I, I, I'd like to see Hugh Jackman, you know, acting all tough as he does, you know. Yeah. Uh, as at, at the start, but then, but then, you know, he he gets all scared, and we get to see Hugh Jackman play a scared, scaredy lion. <laughs> and of course, he can sing and dance, and he's quite good at it. For the Witch of the North, Ooh. Amy Poehler came to mind first. <laughs> the Good Witch. Yeah, 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 uh, absolutely. It's a tough role to cast, but as soon as she was on screen, I was like, Amy Poehler, 100%. I don't know why. I think it's the blonde hair, and, like, they look pretty similar. Mm. They, they look very similar, so I think it works out quite well. And for the Wicked Witch, we could definitely go with someone else, but the first person who came to mind is Molly Shannon, just because uh, she is funny. I've, I've only got one in mind, um... And solely for her portrayal of, like, pure evil in 101 Dalmatians, I could imagine Glenn Close doing The Wicked Witch of the West. That could work. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that'd be fun. I like that as well. She done Cruella so well that I reckon she would be able to to, to pull off The Wicked Witch of the West. For director, um, I didn't actually think of this until we just started talking about how we would remake it. She's doing Barbie. I think she can do Wizard of Oz too. We gotta get Greta Gerwig. <laughs> Same director as Barbie, which is like a weird CGI world. That's cool. That's what Emerald City's gonna be. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. It's all plastic in the end. It's all pla- It's all plastic. I think Greta, Greta Gerwig directing this after Barbie, uh, you know, it's the only, you know, it's the natural trajectory, you know? You do Barbie, you then do Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Absolutely. And it would also annoy all the film bros, and I'm always down for that. And make it a sci-fi dystopian land. Yeah. Where <laughs> things are sort of parodied. That's great. But at the end, is it revealed that, that it was all a dream or are we doing something a bit different? Well, no, the, 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 the thing is like the time travel was real, but was it to the past or the future? Oh, and then she walks out and then she sees that the Statue of Liberty is in the desert and she's like, <laughs> you did it, you damn dirty wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Get him off the script. All right, well, that's the episode right there. Thank you so much for joining us for this one, Val. No, thank you for having me. If people want to check out your streams, you are on Twitch all the time, all the time, doing all of the things. What sort of stuff have you been playing recently? Where can people check you out? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Valaris, doing all the horror stuff recently. Vampires, zombies, mm. you know, the usual. <laughs> playing uh, Redfall? Yeah, yeah. Done Redfall, Dead Island 2, all the things and stuff. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, there's links in the episode description. You're on all the socials as well if people want to check you out. And plus, you two, speaking of the makeup and stuff of mm-hmm. The Wizard of Oz, you also are very good at doing, like, makeup and stuff. People can check out your cosplays. Plus, coming up in, what, like, five months is Halloween times? Yeah, Woo-hoo. that's right. And then it'll be uh, 
all the cosplays again. <laughs> um, will there be a Wizard of Oz one theme this year? Maybe, maybe. I, I don't maybe. even. That's, 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 that's not even horror. So never say never. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, and there's links to all that in the episode description, plus links to all our stuff. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on all the stuff and things. YouTube. If you want to leave us a funny comment, I read them and I always screen share them and send them to Zach because we laugh at yep. any comment that we get, even if it's nice. We're like, ha ha ha, you yeah. fool. <laughs> You fool! This has only improved our algorithm. <laughs> you silly Billy. We also greatly appreciate everyone who leaves us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If that is where you mm. have a listen to the show, chucking us a rating is always amazing. Um, we are also on Patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod, where you can get ad-free episodes. And Zach <gasps> coming out on Wednesday. It's our review of Steven Spielberg's Artificial Intelligence. Speaking of a man with no heart, it's a kid who's a robot. Whoa. And it's much like this movie in which some batshit crazy stuff happens. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's a wild movie. I honestly can't believe it wasn't spoiled for me before we watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty great. That is up on Patreon uh, on Wednesday. Link in the episode description now before we try and find a way to send Val to the future and and before we uh we completely wrap up the episode uh Zach you've got to pick next week's movie and we're going into a brand new decade we're going into the 40s oh the 40s that's right 1940 is next week's year and you got a bunch of options to pick from the first one that jumps out to me zach it's pinocchio we love pinocchio no, and i don't think we've no, done pinocchio, we're not doing pinocchio no not another pinocchio movie not after four pinocchio movies no don't make me i think we've done five on the podcast we did the animated one from the 80s we did the three on patreon last year and then we, and then we just did ai which is a, also a pinocchio movie <laughs> far out We've done too many Pinocchio. No, I put my foot down. I'm not watching that. <laughs> I've seen it before. People have seen it. No, we, we no. Uh, we could do the Mark of Zorro. <gasps> I love Zorro. Mm. Zorro's great. He's got a sword, and he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, your recollection of that film is spot on. I that that sounds exactly like it. I love that. I love. That. Oh, but oh, what about Fantasia, though, Zach? Fantasia. That's a classic. Mm. Fantasia's a classic, and I've actually never seen it because I always kept borrowing Fantasia 2000 from the library because they didn't have actual Fantasia, and I thought it was Fantasia, and then I requested it online because it said Fantasia, but I just got Fantasia 2000, and I've never seen Fantasia, Zach. Well, that's sad. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Dr. Cyclops. There's some scientist that goes into the jungle... And he makes a cyclops, apparently. <laughs> Great. Yep. But Sandra. Yes. We're in the 40s. So we need to pick something that's iconically uh, the 40s. Right. Around that time, you know, things were happening. You're talking about the war? <laughs> yeah, the war. Look, I'm not going to lie. Most Wikipedia pages I opened up for people to look at. They had a big section afterwards, which I've ignored so far, which was about what they did during the war. Uh, but I want to pick something that's slightly 
a adjacent to the war, mm. the great dictator. Oh, you're going for the oh the Charlie Chaplin yeah. anti-war comedy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because like we've done Charlie Chaplin before. Yeah, we've done Charlie Chaplin. But I think the great dictator is that one of his most famous. That is, yeah, that's the one with the big speech that he does. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, my mustache is kind of similar to a political guy. Let's make fun of him." Yeah. I, I would love to see that one, and that way we, uh, you know, we could we could we can talk about the fact that there was a war here, but also uh, make fun of uh, bad people. Amazing! Next week, the Great Dictator. Then that's going to be fun. Uh, let's get on get on out of here. Then, um, yeah. How do we send Val to the future? It should be obvious now, but uh, Val had the power to go back home this whole time. Oh, the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, it's it's super easy and plot convenient. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just you just tap your heels together and say, "There's no place like the time in which I was teleported here from." <laughs> There's no place like the time of which I was. Hang on, what was the rest of it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she's gone. Oh she's my gone goodness! Now. The, the, this giant pink bubble has <laughs> taken her into the, into the future. Wow! See you later, Val. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Is that orphan gone forever? I guess we'll probably have to deal with that next week. It's fine. It's it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's a cliffhanger. All right. I'm going to leave the body. Oh, my gross. Well, that was absolutely barbaric. I'm going to go build a theme park. Okay. Well, I'm going to go into 1940 then. A brand new decade. What adventures are going to await for me in the new in the new in the new 10 years? The next 10 episodes. What are we going to do? Are we going to cover some more monster movies? Are we going to cover some more adventure movies? Are we maybe even going to do a romantic comedy and Zack gets annoyed? Who knows? We'll figure it all out in the next 10 weeks. Right here, same place on Old E. <laughs> <laughs> what is this outro? Wrap it up. Bye. 